Eat shit, Pusspecker. I'm Sam and not Elvis. What is that thing on my wiener? I'm Jackie. Fun fact, Don't Be Cruel's original title was Don't Suck My Asshole, You Undead Zombie Son of a Bitch. I'm Justin and this is Bubba Hotep on Stinger Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at this! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Well, hey, hey, uh, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, us. Ah! Ah! Oh, is that the that's fanatics screaming uh, at Elvis, screaming, and the bra coming up on the stage in that one scene? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Before he threw his hip out. <laughs> this is uh, a podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. This is the first episode of our sixth year in podcasting. So mm, we need to get uh, a life. Yeah, we probably <laughs> should look into getting a life. I think that that ship has fucking sailed. <laughs> Let's be honest here. It, you know, usually when you turn 40, that's what you do is you just start looking at, hey, maybe You're I like, should get a life. You know what's going to help me out is an earring and a Corvette, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but not a nice Corvette, <laughs> like one that I can get into affordably. Yeah. And not get out of comfortably. Oh, yeah. Because you're no. too old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that this movie really hit home for me a lot of things. I'm like, oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, your hip going out. I've got weird things growing on my dick, and oh. I might be JFK. Um, yeah, if I'm going to choose somebody mm-hmm. to be when I go to the retirement home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get this out of the way now because okay. right. I've been thinking about sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. I am going to pretend to be. Are you ready for this? Sure. Yeah, we've been waiting for at least 30 <sighs> seconds. <sighs> okay. Still waiting. Madonna. Oh, really? <laughs> really? I don't think that that would be very fun because nobody likes her. Yeah. You want to be somebody that is liked. But I thought I could wear the cone boobs around and like really trashy outfits and everybody be like, oh, that's just Madonna. But I guess maybe I should rethink it. Actually, you know I'll come back to it at the end of the podcast. You're an old fart and you live in a nursing home. Who gives a fuck whether people like you or not? Hopefully no one can do math. Why? Because when she's in a retirement home, Madonna would be like 140. (laughs) Oh, man, that's true. Uh, I'm going to go with Kate Beckinsale. Oh, not bad. Be like, did you see me in the vampire movies? Vampires. ah." And they run away and shit themselves. But you know what? Not even your ass in leather could save those piles of crap. (laughs) I will say that when I get to the retirement home, though, um, and I have my my alternate persona, Mm -hmm. I am still going to wear my pajamas because according to this movie, it is totally okay once you're retired and in a retirement home to wear your pajamas all I'm day long. I'm not retired and I wear my pajamas all day long right now. Like, why would you not I'm wear just saying, I might I might even skip the underwears. Why, why, why even bother? Why yeah. bother with underwear? It's like you have one bra and one set of underwears just in case somebody's going to come to visit. Yeah. And well, you're like, oh, better put on the old boob holder. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't want your grandkids to get freaked yeah, out, right? Old boobs, but they never come on the weekdays, and there's usually tile floors, so you can just 
lube yourself with Ben Gay and then just slide around <laughs> naked. Get anywhere you need to go a lot faster. Chow time. Woo. Yeah. Bob Hill sledding. Uh, Sam, please tell us about Bubba Hotep starring Bruce Campbell and Ozzy Davis from 2003. Director by 2003 or 2002. I think it was yeah. 2002. Okay. All right. Either way. Oh. Uh, Don Coscarelli is making his second appearance as director because yeah. his first was Beastmaster, right. even though we did Beastmaster 2, I guess he had nothing to do with that. Yeah, or they had nothing to do with him. I'm not sure which. Mm. Well, I think that, well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, <laughs> like, what, but okay, no, I don't know. Uh, we also know him, of course, as the Phantasm director. Mm-hmm. None of us have seen it recently enough nope. to say anything about whether that was good or not. That old guy in the on the cover is pretty creepy. Yeah, he's uh, he was just in a movie that we did, and it's a uh, uh, shot at a uh, uh, location that another movie that we talked about. But that's yeah. as close as we can get to Phantasm because it's never streaming on an accessible source. It's always streaming on like one of those off streaming services where you have to pay like eight dollars. To watch the Phantasm yeah. franchise and then everything else you could give a fuck about because it's a bunch of films made in Russia. And then I think his uh, Don Coscarelli's last film, most recent film anyways, mm-hmm. John Dies at the End, which also has a pretty big following as such as this one. Except for, for me, I did not like that movie. Well, John Dies at the End, I th- have found without fail mm-hmm. that everyone tells me they like John Dies at the End. I ask them this point blank first question. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Right. They always say no. Right. And then they'll watch it like two years later and be like, oh, that's why you don't like John Dies at the End. Right. I was like, yes, because it wanted to be a lot, even though its plot is completely different. Right. It wants to be that same spectacle. fun, spectacle type of movie, and mm-hmm. it just, one didn't have the bucks and two didn't have the energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And the bucks are a big problem with what he, I, his stuff is painfully low budget right, right now. Right, right. Well, like, this movie only costs $500,000, is my understanding. $500,000. Cheap. And because of its per screen averages, because everyone was wanting more Campbell at this point, mm-hmm. uh, it got back two, and it only printed thirty two reels. Uh, it, two, one two point, million. One point two million dollars. Uh-huh. It returned. No, it actually, yeah, one point two, and it only printed thirty two reels. Huh. There was actually two film festivals that wanted it so bad because Campbell was still pretty hot at that point. Right. That uh, they paid advances to get their own reel so they didn't have to wait for it oh well how about that yeah so hmm. huh um were they kind of like oh i thought this was going to be an action movie we'll get to that later yeah okay uh that, that goes more into sam and i's experience with this, with this film. experience with this film because <laughs> yeah. we did see this at the movie theater oh okay did we see this at the flicks we did yeah, because that's where it, we got it at the art house theater. it was there for one week right like it was in demand and like Head scratcher, like everybody in the thing was like, "That's not what they said." Hey, but oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. At the <laughs> we'll end. get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to comment about that when we start talking about the film. Wait till the end. Go ahead, Sam. But yeah, I mean that's 1.2 on 500,000 with 32 reels is an enormous return. Its mm-hmm. per screen averages are amazing. Right. I think it also helped that uh, didn't uh, you're going to know more about this than me because you read his book. Right. The se- I just finished the second one like two days ago. I guess you're welcome, listeners. That's right. Great Christmas shopping on my part. Yep. Pretty good books. I highly recommend both of them. If chins could kill and hail to the chin. Yeah. It, when he wrote, if this. Wasn't it If Chin Could Talk or If Chins Could Kill? I think it's If Chins Could Kill. Confessions of a B-movie actor Yeah, is the first one. That one, he was touring when this came out, Mm -hmm. and so he was able to basically like co-opt this 
with a basket. Like everybody's coming to get a book signing. He's like, by the way, you get to buy a movie ticket to Bubba Hotep as right, well. Right. So that probably helped considerably yeah. with some of the uh, returns on it. Um, we were initially a little disappointed with the makeup when we started watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup, because this was only $500,000, I, I believe was probably reimbursed on the back end, hopefully, because it was done as a favor. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. It was done on, like, goodwill. Yeah, because Bruce Campbell is, as we all know, very chinny. And he also has that massive scar on the side of his face from uh, shooting Evil Dead Two. Um, what happened? He got hit with a uh, with a fucking uh, piece of wood, splintered, mm. went into his face. Oh, okay. Um, I never knew that because Sam Raimi isn't exactly the uh, most unionized of people, as it were. Uh, Shit, uh, Michael Bay almost killed somebody with a semi and a camera. So, yeah, well, there's yeah. not that. his probably not he his lead. Exploded a pan of it. Panaflex camera though with a semi, so that's a big mistake. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, he's got he's uh older. He, he has to be much older in this film, and also less chinny. So they've got this huge, massive prosthetic on his neck or whatever that under your his turkey neck. Yeah, they gave him a turkey neck, but it's not in your neck. It's your what is this? It's your the double chin. Yeah. yeah, that where you your mm. mouth should. Be underneath gobbler yeah you're yeah, gobbler. Your gobbler yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it so yeah it looks, it looks like shit it doesn't look good right uh, you can see where the uh wig and the eye sideburns meet the makeup mm-hmm. uh and that will get me to the point where i'm going to talk about the cameras quickly and as less boring as possible please do um go and i'm done yeah <laughs> all right they didn't do a good job. That's it. <laughs> this is on the front end of digital. I accused it of being shot with like a uh, Alta Vista, which is a Sony camera that was originally made for co-opting film minor budget film productions. But may it was its major role was in the broadcast world, like short films in the middle of uh, the interest pieces, say in a sports uh, event. Like, oh, we're going to yeah. shoot this. Cut to Pam Brown or whatever. Or his mom is. and all this. It looks right. a little filmy. You got They're... you got Bob Costa doing the voiceover. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, it was not. It was shot with an Aerie. And the Aerie didn't release a digital camera until 2005. But I believe I was in school when we saw this. And I remember Aerie showing their first D20, mm-hmm. their digital camera. That was the... Only the D series is the only one that gets the Aeroflex uh, title. <laughs> yep. So the problem here is that they tried to shoot it like it was a three chip camera. And the way you did that was the contrast range is horrible. So you always go a stop down. Okay. And that made all this shit too dark. Ah. Mm. You're, the thing was is with these uh, new wave single chip cameras that shot like it was film. Mm-hmm. It didn't shoot as it didn't have the contrast range of film. You got that back when you either transferred it to film or you, when you did a digital process, which now is called DaVinci or any kind of color grading. Yeah. But this is the very front end of that. The guy that shot this hadn't, he doesn't have a long list of credits and this is the most major thing he's ever shot. Right. Right. And the other thing is that Aries didn't at the time shoot natively in 16 by nine. So this had to be done with uh, anamorphic lenses. So Ooh. that's handing a big basket of better know how to use all this shit right, to somebody that right, doesn't. Right. Because, I mean, this film has a distinct look. And it's clear that they were going for a distinct look with the with the way that the, the nursing home is uh, 
decor, as it were. It's got like a like a fifties yeah feel to it, like it like. You know those uh, horror movies, of course, where the, they go into the old insane asylum and it's dilapidated and the paint's chipping off the walls and the, you can see the, the inside, everything's the water exposed, stains the water and- stains. This is like 20 years before that happens. Look, everything's dirty, but not yeah. unlivable, but you don't want to live there uh, because it sucks. It's shitty. But the, you, you lose that feeling after a while when you start noticing it because the lighting is just so poorly done. It's hard as hell to try to shoot to balance lighting for what you're getting back initially. Mm-hmm. you got to trust the fact that the process on the back end is going to get your darks or you get your lights, light your uh, highlights down. Right. And that's the thing is if you're like, oh, this is it's blooming in the background. we got to get rid of this. It's like. If you get rid of that, you're getting rid of all of your dark tones. They're turning black, and right. you can't get that back. But what you can do is tone down all those highlights and all the blooming areas. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you can tell that that happened to him really bad on this. Whether he shot it in, in film or digital, either way, that's what happened to him. Yeah. And the other thing is, did you notice that the wider the angle, the worse it looked? The more grainy it yeah. got. Yeah. 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 It just didn't, like... They only shot three halls of one building mm-hmm. for all the hallway shots, and right. those were most of the wide shots except for the outside shots, which should have been the easiest ones, and they still had a hell of a time. You could right. just tell. Yeah, and Bruce even talked about it in uh, the book. He said that we didn't know what the hell we were doing with that camera, and it took way too... It, like, this film was shot very quick, but it could have been shot a lot faster. 30 days. This is a 15-day film, yes. and it took twice as long. It took twice as long. Right. I will say, though, that I really appreciated how in the nursing home, because it was named Mud Creek Nursing Home, right? right? Okay. And that it had that brown, it's exactly what I expect from Texas, right? Because I've been to Texas. Mm-hmm. And in the buildings where they have the brown and, and tan everywhere okay. on the walls. And so I thought that that was very well done. And then I liked how the rooms went from Bruce Campbell's room, right? It has the really old, um, crappy looking. Metal bed metal bed yeah, right like, a, like and a, then, the worst hospital bed you can imagine like you don't want to be there right and then the bot the floor is like this brown tile mm-hmm. yeah and then you go into the, some of these other residence rooms and that's really super nice like this one guy's got carpet and mm-hmm. a fireplace with a she shell and i thought that that also made a really good statement in this movie about well if you have money you can live comfortably when you're old right if you don't have money you're gonna get this shitty hospital bed with two buttons right yeah and, right. and they don't even have a in the in the poor section of the hospital, you don't even have a, a call button for a nurse. Yeah, you just exactly. have to wait till somebody finds you. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad um, that it, it, to me again, they try to do something with the production design to say something yeah. about this film, and it gets lost in in its muddiness. Unfortunately, he's trying to make two different films at once. Right. I guess we'll get to that later yeah, as well. Right. Uh, what else you got, Sam? This one I need you to help because I think it's just alleged. Uh, thirteen inches. Okay, That's um, how long it is? The uh, apparently the bed sequences because it was hard to light against the natural light coming in. Okay. Supposedly there was such a magnificent setup for the bed sequence for him that they shot all of it at once and he had to actually use the bedpan is the story. Did oh, I didn't, any... I didn't read anything about that. I think that's bull crap. I, would, can... I think that would have stood out pretty hard. <laughs> and I've been with some very, I've actually been the person who did it with 
way too many C stands, way too many lights. You can dive through there. Yeah. You can make it through. Right. And if you screw it up, they can move it back. The gaffers are pretty good at it. Yeah. I just don't feel like he'd be, yep, I'm I'm not getting out of here. I'm just going to use the bedpan. Yeah, I was just pooping this. Why not? That's what it's there for. Guys, I guess, leave for a second. Everyone leaving yeah, while he does there. that. Yeah, and then We'll chat. We'll have a good talk. You like? Would you He'll wipe? eat a bologna sandwich while he pees in the bucket. It's right. good. And poo, probably. Yeah. No, I don't think. I, I don't remember that at all. I doubt I, that that's true. But that was alleged. Okay. Anything else on the cameras? No. <laughs> I mean, I could. Yeah. Uh, an airy setup like this should take four people to run. Honestly. What about the What about the microphone setup, Sam? Did you get? No. <laughs> what else? Anything fun, new, different, or exciting on this? Shot in L.A. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds uh, like you're. Did you notice that when we're watching it, like they really recycled the piss out of every setup? Mm-hmm. And every shot, like you saw the same shot three times sometimes. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it still took 30 days to shoot. Yeah, right. Exactly. Ugh. And there's uh, in not those. There's three sets. There's the insides, the, the room, his room, the hallways and, and, and the other rooms. Those are all essentially one set. Um, the exterior and then the trailer park. That's it. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess the concert, but that's just a phony stage with some people standing in front of it. Uh, apparently at that, they couldn't keep the extras there. Shit was taking too long. And so they what started was taking too long. Set up for the camera. Aye, 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 so aye. they end up only being able to get so many so many shots of that, because if by the time they got rolling and when they reversed the camera around, they started with 100 people and they finished with 15. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that would explain why it was so tight on those yeah. 15 people. Like, oh, my gosh. How many people do you suppose show up to the world's greatest Elvis impersonator concert? Like, say, I, I don't I know nothing about Elvis impersonators, honestly. Well, that thing in Vegas is a pretty fucking big deal. Yeah, but isn't that like all the Elvis impersonators come? Yeah. Like, what are you, are They're you probably watching just going to go other. see Joe Elvis impersonator? Dude, if I could be a somebody impersonator, I'd, I'd probably do it. It'd be a pretty That's sweet That's not kid. what I'm asking. And clearly, we would all do that. But how many people go to that so shit? So I went to an Elvis guy, and then I bought him drinks after really? that. Yeah, I kind of made friends with him. We, okay. had, we probably had like five beers after the well, show. It seems like he wasn't that hot of a ticket when Sam can just walk up and be like, hey, can I buy you a beer? <laughs> well, he came into the bar that I was already drinking Not the gateway at. or anything, Elvis guy. <laughs> well, and it wasn't even buy you a beer. I, was I mean, a unless you are, are you interested in that? Because, I mean, I'm not saying no. I mean, I, you're Elvis. Actually, I'll tell this, <laughs> I should tell the story the right way. So we went to the Elvis show. There's There was probably 150 people. Wow, there. that's impressive. It was about as big as you could fit in that space, right sure uh then i go upstairs it was a a, the irish place downtown old downtown Uh that doesn't exist anymore it's like been gussied up and it's all new and expensive you can't go there right um so he comes into the bar and as if you're staying there your beers are free and i think if you're performing there your beers are free i'm like you know what let me get you a beer and then I just hand him a free beer, so I didn't actually even buy him a beer. And then we ended up just talking about Elvis for about four hours. Wow. Yeah, I, I got kind of drunk with that guy. That sounds like a hell and of an evening. He was very, like, he didn't just do a good Elvis. Like, he did Elvis homework. Mm-hmm. He was, like, showing me some of Elvis's licks from early in his career. And, like, people don't realize how good he can play the guitar. Watch this. And he's showing me all these licks. I'm like, those are pretty sweet licks. And he's like, yeah, that was all Elvis. Just nobody remembers that part of right, it. Right, right. Yeah. It's so, the ass shaking. I like Elvis impersonators, and I think they're fun. Yeah, I think that's cool. I, I think like that, the, the, as you, you know, we're surprised that they 
put butts in seats still. Yeah, I think I think there should be more impersonators of of, of a vast group of celebrities with character. Get Shatner impersonators out there. Why not? Well, my thing is, is that you know, every time you go to see a tri- a tribute band of yeah, any kind, right. It's just the guy who's singing the songs, right? Because right. he can kind of sing like that, right? That yeah. band or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I always enjoy it more when they put the flair behind it. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to do this? Is it because you love the guy's music and his style? Well, then fucking show us the costumes, dick. Right. Like, like uh, Dress up, put on an eye patch. I've I don't heard, care. I've heard Mini Kiss is really good. They put on a major show. And uh, Les Zeppelin, I've heard Les really Zeppelin's good things. Les Zeppelin's good. Yeah. The Beatles guys are good. I don't know who they are. I don't They're know what they're called either, but is. they look like the Beatles and sound like the Beatles. The shitty Beatles. The less than shitty Beatles. The less than shitty Beatles. <laughs> the shitty Beatles are terrible. I'm they taking Meatloaf's word for it. <laughs> All right. So I we, think we should get into it. We, let's get into Bubba Hotep. Um, okay. I'm putting so, a King Tut. Oh, brother. Okay, so uh, Elvis, or maybe Elvis, wakes up in a uh, uh, an old folks' home. And as we mentioned, it sucks. He's got a shitty bed. Um, he's got something growing on his dick. He doesn't know what it is, whether it's an STD or <laughs> at some point he even says, maybe it's cancer. Um, but it's got pus coming it's out of got, it. So it's, it's, it's a bad deal. Probably just like a, what are those skin flies or something like that? Like a TT TT fly? Maybe. Yeah, some little it's, typhoid Mary on, prob- your, on your cock. It's probably an infection that could be cleared right up, but they just do such a bad job at this point. Right, place. right. And and his room is mungy and his bed looks horrible and he's It's sparse and it's clean and yeah, he's got a roommate. Yeah, he's got a roommate who's dying. Who's dying next to him right? slowly. Yeah, and nobody cares. Uh, they're completely isolated, broken off from everything. He's not even like he's he's bummed about it. Like uh, that guy, you know, he deserved better. He seemed like a nice guy, but it's it's like you know what? I'm in an old folks' home. This is just how things go. This is where my this is where Elvis's life has ended up. It laying in a bed that's probably got piss in it. Somebody died in it before me and. That's my lot in life. He doesn't I'm just a walking corpse essentially. He doesn't even seem to have belongings. Right, right. He just has a bathrobe and he's in bed and that's everything outside of the bed isn't really his. Correct. And uh and he just lays there and watches the time pass by. Right, right. That's his, you know, he opens his eyes every once in a while, he sees people come in and clean the floor, the nurses check on him and he goes back to sleep. Nobody knows that Elvis is there. Priscilla's gone. Uh, what's his daughter's name again? I can't remember. Michael Jackson's ex-wife. Uh, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie, right, right. She doesn't know that he's there. The press, the world doesn't know that he's there. Everybody just thinks that he's this Elvis impersonator named Sebastian Half, who, yeah. who, and, and like, because he's in an old folks home, the gerbil has start, stopped turning the figurative wheel in his brain and so he kind of thinks he's Elvis. Yeah. He's got a screw loose, essentially. In his defense, mm-hmm. the Lone Ranger is also there. Right. And um, John Kennedy. JFK. We'll get to JFK we'll get here to in a minute. Uh, from the original short story, the sex change John Dillinger was left out of the film. Sex change John Dillinger. Yeah, that was one of the other characters. So like a lady that said that she was used to that she's John Dillinger. Yeah, I think three would have made it, maybe taken it too far. 
Or would have had plenty of room without this other thing that's happening here. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so um, so he's bitching about his life. That's uh, We pretty much covered that. That's about the yeah. first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, some klepto lady, some old bag, is wandering around the halls stealing shit from other people that are invalids. Yeah. Takes a lady's glasses off her face because she's in a hyperbolic chamber. That's an Hyper- iron lung. Yeah, it's an iron lung. Chamber. It's an iron lung. Hyperbolic chamber. That's the hyperbolic <laughs> chambers are nice. Iron lungs are a real fucking bad. It's deal. not a hyperbolic chamber. Hyperbaric. That would be that would be like <laughs> very hypic hyperbole for chamber that you go it's into. It's the best. It's the biggest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the hyperbole the, chamber. The fucking Trump room. Uh, the White House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hyperbole chamber. We've uh, got one of those yeah. in this country. We should probably mention. Mm-hmm because you didn't when we started, that the film actually starts off with a film reel from, like, the 1920s. Yeah, it's not that plot relevant, though. Is yes, it? it is. Well, it's just there to tell you, hey, some mummies are around. <laughs> I guess. At one point in time. No, that this mummy was, they excavated this, excavated uh-huh. this tomb. Right. And this mummy was going around on display, and it was stolen, and it was in a bus. Mm. That's what we find out later, but that that opening film just says... A mummy got excavated and it's on tour. We know that. That's you don't. They, that's just tack on. I'm just to kill saying time. before before we go on it's to uh, hot pause, relevant. grandma. It's not plot relevant. Yes, it is. We can totally skip that. There, uh, there's also uh, in the first ten minutes we get what I call early two thousands bullshit editing. Right. Right. Everything's skipping frames cut you know but it all gets a fucking sound effect right too. right yeah, like absolutely. every every cut is now a sword yeah why <laughs> well because life is going by fast i god i hate early 2000 movies because of that it is just so terrible it was done right a couple times because Name it was meant time. to be done maybe let's snatch, just say snatch yeah and it was meant to be done. It was planned to be done. Like this was all. Every time you see it afterward, it's like, oh, we can just edit it like this. We can just do this. Right. And it was never meant to happen. So it's just bullshit. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Um. Anyways, so uh, now that Jackie's railroaded the actual plot of the movie, um, wow, she's, okay. she's wandering around stealing stuff. She steals this candy tin, I guess, from somebody yeah. and takes it back to her room. Well, the candy tin's not candy. It's a scarab? No, she's eating the candy and then the scarab just fucking shows up. I thought the I thought yeah. the scarabs were in the candy no, tins. No, just... she's eating it and it's it it's in there. Uh-huh. But it's just kind of biding its time until the the lid gets open enough and then it crawls out. Huh. It jumps out on the floor. Okay, I think that they're scarab gifts to people from the mummy. The other scarab just fucking shows up though no, later at, in front of a tin. Of spilt candy. So he's got fucking candy? He's How a, much of that shit got left on the editing room floor, I wonder? He's the candy man. God, there's so, so much of this. Bees? There's got to be a f- fucking half of another movie that didn't make it in because it was or, underexposed. Or, the mummy's going around giving everybody a did, tin of candy. It's a, another half of the movie that's in the, the screenplay, but they, they fucking went 15 days over schedule, and that's as much as... Coscarelli could do yeah. was 30 days. They needed another fucking 40 because they didn't know how to work their goddamn cameras. It was rented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't go, oh, I still need it. Like, nope, somebody else gets that, dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody nobody is Tommy Wiseau. They don't just buy the camera. Um, 
so this klepto lady gets mummied she gets the scarab and again and 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 then the mummy comes and grabs her and she's like help me elvis and he's like i don't even give a shit anymore lady and she gets taken away this is gone to her untold demise and then we see these two funeral guys that are supposed to be funny yeah they're never funny uh they're and horrible. They, they, I mean, the, that context that they're horrible, uncaring, soulless bastards about these poor old people that are dying and they're just bonking their heads against walls and shit like that. Yeah. That's delivered, but the comedy is not. Well, I would say, though, that in their defense, they're probably used to it. You become numb to things after a while after you see them over and over and over again, right? So, so you they, just they're turn probably into a shit person? Yeah. A shit person? It's, Who gives a fuck about this old lady that I think died? it's a mental... Um, way of deflecting what you're doing carrying dead bodies yeah you your, play, your mind is saving itself maybe if you work at the morgue you listen to rush and you play drums on their chest and you yeah. eat a sandwich while you're you gotta eat you gotta eat while you're taking them apart weighing their liver um so the next day the roommate his, uh, uh elvis's roommate he her daughter comes in to clean him out but she doesn't really care she's just chucking his shit in the trash she, she chucks his Photos in his purple heart. Right. And oh, she's World War II purple heart. Yeah. And then says later all his clothes can go away, but she puts some like stuff in the bag. What the fuck would she possibly be keeping if she tucks the purple heart into the trash? Right. And she doesn't want cash? any of his clothes. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have any, any cash. She even says Medicaid paid for it. Right. What? But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have stuff in his wallet or or financial documents that you know she's going to go through and try to get her 500 bucks right i guess yeah she just doesn't give a fuck about this old man she never came to visit him one time uh he's clearly an american hero he beat the fucking goddamn nazis and she's like me i don't have time for that i gotta go to the mall there's a sale at hot topic i yeah and then she you know bends over and gives us a show yeah yep not a great show <laughs> no and it's weird because there's tits later and so you're like what were you doing here yeah uh, and then when the tits later you're like why did you even you, put this in here why are they there why are they even there egyptian tits we should say i guess that makes them pg-13 no they're still rated r so elvis wakes up in the middle of the night he's got to take a piss uh gets all the way to the bathroom and uh the tin of candy spills over in front of the fucking heat lamp when the scarab's in his room these scarabs are crappy. <laughs> they look terrible. They look bad. They look like the bug in nowhere that intentionally looks that right. bad. Or is like when it got done, it's like, well, it doesn't look great. So I'm just going to use the shit out of it and draw more attention to how shitty it looks right. by making it say awesome things. Right. I kind of thought it was cool that its head came out from underneath it and it would like check things out. I think it was a spy from the mummy. I think they were too. Yeah. Like, okay, this guy's got some soul left in him. Let's get him. Yeah, I don't think that they're there to do any damage. Uh, this scarab just fights back because Elvis starts kicking its ass. Yeah, it's an observe and report scarab. Yeah, yeah, there's, they're total spies there. Uh, I really wanted him to say stuff. Like when his head pokes out, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna eat that? Watch out, you. Yeah. Hope you don't mind. I help myself some candy. So he fights off the scarab with his bedpan and then uh, stabs it with a fucking fork and, and shoves it in the heat lamp and yeah. catches it on fire. What's he? Do? Why is there a turkey cutting fork? In his uh, it's a barbecue fork, and it seems like there's later in the film when they're eating dinner, they're all using 
barbecue forks as silverware. So oh. hmm. two pronger. Yeah. That's what everybody gets. Long, pokey things. Yeah, you stab the shit out of each other. Dangerous maybe. weapons. I mean, a fork, yeah, you can fuck up some shit with a regular fork, but uh, this is only intended for fucking up shit. Yeah, it's just meant for getting large pieces of meat. I'm just going to say maybe they were on sale. I guess. I don't know. It's a weird prop. Um, So he goes, he's like, oh, man, what the fuck is going on? Hey, hey, hey. And uh, don't goes, mess with the king. Goes to check on his friend, who is JFK, played by Ozzy Smith. Uh, Ozzy Davis. Ozzy Davis. Ozzy Smith is the different guy. Great shortstop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or second base. I can't even remember that. They aren't the same guy. Um, so his deal is that he thinks he's JFK. Uh-huh. And after Dallas, they took out his brain and put it in a jar and plugged it in at the White House and replaced the hole in his head with a bag of sand and telepathically, his brain is giving his body orders from the White House. And someday they're going to unplug his brain jar and his body's just going to flump to the ground. Oh, and to keep him secret, they dyed his skin black. So now he's a black man. Yeah. We know why it's believable. Why is that? Fun fact. Uh, JFK and Ossie Davis were born the same year. <gasps> so they are actually the same age in real life. What? Whoop, little off-screen plausibility. Plausible. Plausibility <laughs> happening right there. Holy shit. My mind has now officially been blown. So he thinks that, that LBJ's still out to get him. Because I guess he blames the whole fucking thing on LBJ. Like, he's out to, he's, he's going to someday find me and, and finish the job that Oswald couldn't do. Just in case you don't know who Justin's talking about, he's talking about Lyndon Johnson. Pete, yeah. If if you listen the vice to this, president at the time, if you listen to this podcast and you don't know who LBJ is, stop listening to this podcast and go back to sixth grade, Jackie. If, if, if you're not an American citizen, Justin, you might not know that. LBJ, everybody knows who LBJ is. He mm. almost got the fucking world exploded. Mm. Yeah, if you can listen to an American podcast and you don't know the entire secession of of American presidents of its fucking Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Wait, who's after Grover Cleveland? That's before FDR. Oh, well, I guess it's not important then. Also, yeah, shut up. It was also Benjamin Harrison. So. J- James <laughs> K. Polk, NX Texas. Did you know that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, dude, LBJ was kind of a big deal, Jackie. He almost got us all killed. Um, If he was still... Wait, is he's and dead? And apparently right? had a huge cock. He's, oh, is that what your yeah, deal he's, is, Sam? Well, why my deal? I wander around everywhere. You guys know that LBJ had a big old wiener? Well, no, right, he a did fun that. fact. It is a fun fact. Well, it's not so fun if you work at the White House. No. He's like, look at my cock. And I'm like, I've seen it a hundred fucking times. I'm writing your speech about Vietnam, you asshole. Yeah. That, yep. Okay. Look at that wiener. Boy, <laughs> you got to be the president. Wow. He probably ran around with a hot dog bun around it. I I brought you lunch. Bam. No, that shit happened. Probably not the hot dog bun specifically, but he was. Flop it on your desk he, while you're. Yeah. He liked his wiener. Yep. Oh my God. And he would like, there's <laughs> such a recording of him getting his pants cut. And he tells the guy, like, like the tailoring. The tailoring, okay, right? Yeah. And he's like, you gotta leave extra room so that when I get a semi, the inseam doesn't go in my bunghole. Because <laughs> he liked walking around with a semi. <laughs> wow. President. An American president. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh, I don't know how we survive. <laughs> Wow. Okay. 
so so he see he saw the mummy walking around. Uh, JFK he saw the mummy walking around. And he thinks it's LBJ coming yeah. to get, coming to get him. And uh, none of the stuff, none of none of the stuff, none of the staff believe anything about these scarabs. They're like, hey, you got a bug problem. These massive bugs are going to kill us. And then LBJ's walking around the halls looking for JFK to finish the job, and he doesn't recognize him because he's a black man. They're like, yeah, sure, buddy. Uh huh. Whatever. He does have a very presidential room though. Later, so uh, JFK. Yeah. Yes, he does. He has a four-poster bed. He has mm-hmm. a seashell above his fireplace. Mm-hmm. He has nice, really nice blue carpeting. Blue carpet. Yeah, right. And he's uh, got uh, a, a model of the street in Dallas with the yeah. repository building there. He's, you know, scale model trying to piece together everything that happened. He's got pictures on the wall of Oswald and Ruby and uh, Zapruder and Finkel, Einhorn, Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. That was the key that he was post, missing in the whole yeah. Dallas investigation. Damn it! If you'd only knew. And some baby Ruths. Baby Ruth. Yeah, he's got a secret drawer of. of he's got he's got candy and he's got ding dongs. Yeah, he got it all. He's, yeah. This is where you realize that he probably is the president. He might. But that's much later. Well, yeah. Okay, so so uh, Elvis gets a boner. Because he's getting a tuggy. It's not because of that. Because he's been getting this tuggy about his wiener, his thing on his dick for some time now, and nothing's happening. Yeah. But then he starts thinking about fighting off that scarab and a mystery happening, and that gives him something to care about. And that's when his wiener's like, "Hey, oh, gets the blood flowing enough that the blood gets flowing." Right. Yeah. Right. So he's uh, he's on the he's feeling good about things. And the nurse is like, oh, Mr. Presley. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> She's then, checking that shit out. She does not avert her eyes. Uh-uh. And then he crosses the line and right. says, you should pull on my wiener, please. How about you pull on it? <laughs> how, how about a hand job? I mean, yeah, there's, there's she nothing. She was just giving him a hand job, but. It's yeah. not the same kind of job. Maybe he shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I was like, I don't think. It, no, it's definitely not done yet. <laughs> yep, the pus is out now. That's, that's pus, that's not pus. semen. It's pus on your face. Yeah, yeah there's oh, nothing. He's got 20 years of uh, tension stored up in there. He probably hit the ceiling, right? I don't know, but there's nothing sexy about some man saying, pull on my wiener. Yeah, t- pull, pull on it for a while. Pull on it. Pull also, on my wiener. don't ever pull on him. Don't, don't pull on him, ladies. It's not what it is. No, <laughs> it's not coming off. Yeah. And if it does, we're both in trouble. <laughs> You're getting a lecture later. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, at that point, it's like, well, you're probably going to prison, and I think I'm just going to bleed out here. Right. <laughs> do not pull on them. Apparently, they come off if you tug hard enough. Not, that, no matter what, what? anybody That's tells not true. You, you can't pull Let's just let off. everyone think that so they quit pulling yeah, on Yeah, quit pulling <laughs> on please. Not what we like. Uh, I once tried to milk somebody like a cow. <laughs> I was a teenager. Okay, now say moo. You're not doing it right. You got to say moo. <laughs> it was a very awkward experience that ended very quickly. It's never going to work unless you moo. I grew up in the country, just so everybody knows. Yeah. All right, so that night, JFK wakes him up, and uh, he's like, hey, the mummy's out here again. Let's, uh, we got to, I'm worried about fucking LBJ coming in and killing me. And, uh, they now they're teamed up because JFK makes Elvis promise, hey, you can be my friend, but I got to know, were you involved in any way with Dallas in 1963? No, I wasn't. Okay, all right, let's go kick the zombie's ass. <laughs> right, because the rumor was that Elvis did not like JFK. Right, right. I thought they'd met 
several times as well. That's what they say in the movie. I know uh, Elvis met Nixon. Uh, that was a big deal. But uh, I figured, you know, JFK <laughs> was a pretty celebrity-friendly president, so... Would you would think, think I don't know. know. Each other pretty good. Apparently, the king either liked you or hated you. He was weird. Yeah, well, he was weird. That's an understatement. Like, that was what John Lennon said about him. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, you're John Lennon. How are you going to get starstruck? Well, there's only one person that can do it to you. It's fucking Elvis. Right. And he was like giddy starstruck. He's like, oh, my God, Elvis liked me. Oh, that's awesome because good. he hates everybody. Right. So and then he smoked a bunch of reefer with him. Yeah. Uh, who, who didn't see that coming? No, that's usually a one-way ticket to friendship. Uh, so JFK takes him down to the bathroom, the the public bathroom, and there's sure shit hieroglyphics written on the wall, and they can translate hieroglyphics because, of course, they've got a book that does that. He went to the library with his niece. And got a hieroglyphic translation No, this book. was before oh, he went yeah. to the library. Yeah. What this he, is, he just had one of these. He just happened to have yeah, one. He just happened to have one. He is the president. Yeah, he just reads about hieroglyphics, I guess. Um, and it translates to basically what you read in a bar or bathroom. If you're going to sit here and shit here, you know, toilet thoughts. Yeah, it says they tried to silence me by taking my pen, but the shithouse poet strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it has Jenny's phone number. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> But this one, actually, the second line said something about Cleopatra yeah, being a... She's down with the nasty. Yeah, she's down with the nasty. <laughs> Cleopatra was a whore. Yeah, she likes humping. Call her here. Uh, so they they know that it, this fucking mummy is an Egyptian mummy. And so they read more about it, and they discover their theory of that the mummy is an Egyptian soul sucker who is using this old folks home to feed his immortality with, it's like a cakewalk job. You go in there, a bunch <laughs> of invalids, and you just suck out their souls. They don't invaloids. put up a fight. Invaloids. Uh, they don't put up a fight or anything. And nobody's no. going to, everybody's expecting them to die anyway. So when they fucking die, eh, you just cart them away and then bring in the next one. The proverbial bird's nest on the ground. Right, right. The uh, cat bird seat, his, if you will. They say the proverbial bird seat on the or the bird's nest on the ground. I've never heard that I ever guess, in my life. No, and I've heard cat bird seat. Yeah, the cat bird seat, sure. But uh, yeah, I don't even know what that is either. Well, no, and if you want to, like, it's James Thurber's short story. So if you want to know what the cat bird seat is, read the cat bird seat, which is really amusing. But it won't fucking tell you any more about the saying. You just go, I guess there's a bird and a cat and the cat's in a good position. I'm just going to assume things now because, oh, boy. Say with Catch-22. What's a Catch-22? Do you catch something 22 times? You catch 22 things at once. uh, Oh, (laughs) that's a (laughs) Catch-22. Yeah. Uh, Euphemisms. Uh, well, this mummy situation is a catch twenty two with the catbird seat. Uh, now, now you've <laughs> made my brain hurt. Thank you so much. So the mummy's out in the hall and sees Elvis, walks up to him, doesn't do anything because I guess he's full today. Uh, he's not going to eat Elvis. He's already eight. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but he looks at Elvis, and I guess he telepathically kind of gives Elvis a vision of this mummy's Yeah, I wrote backstory. it down because it was like, these pictures actually barely tell the story. Right. Having seen it three times now, I'm like, I guess that cut sequence sort of works. But not really. But not really. 
But yeah, he just he just meant he just telepathied Elvis. I'm a mummy. And I had I'm some here. ladies with some boobs. Yeah, they boob pulled my the brain shot. through my nose while I was still alive. Yeah. And why did they do that? I'm here. Yeah, I don't know why they just seemed to murder me. And the thing is, is they find out right that this mummy is supposed to be sucking souls out of orifices, any orifice. Yeah, usually on a person, your, apparently right? your butt more. Yeah, but this one has a thing for assholes. Yeah, it's a it's a butt sucker. <laughs> Ass first. Like they do it in San Antonio. Oh, just taking a random town. And yeah, throwing it under the bus. Anytime you got to do that, always pick Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, nobody listens to us in Iowa. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I heard those rim jobbing assholes don't even have radios <laughs> or computers or internet. Actually, one of our I, I, one of our <laughs> best listener lives in Des Moines. Oh God like, damn it! What are you doing to me? Yeah, yeah Justin. Hey, I'm the one that throws Des Moines all over the bus because it's fun to see. Des Moines, like, oh, it's Des Moines, <laughs> of course, it's Des Moines. San Antonio sounds, San Antonio's got like a sexy ring to it, like, ooh, I'm going to San Antonio. Antonio. It makes me think of chips. And salsa. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like the CHP. Like, No. Rick, nope. Rick, Short uh, shorts and yeah. Chris Pine's dad. Yeah, and giant sunglasses that you can't see through. And fighting crime that isn't crime at all or exciting. Like, name an example. I haven't seen an episode of Chips in 20 years, 30 years, maybe. Uh, They have problems with their love lives. Uh They write traffic tickets and parking tickets. Uh, Every once in a while, there's some actual crime to be fought. Mm. But that usually is just them chasing people on motorcycles. Right, which is sweet. Not that fast, though. Right. I've seen the Chips motorcycle. You took my picture in front of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was at the the Peterson uh, Auto Museum in uh, L.A., wasn't it? No, it was at the Cloverdale Funeral Home. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> Speaking wow. of funeral homes. I used to work for them, and it's so weird that they try to bring people in with those things. Like yeah, a reindeer I, car. Like, we got to get people here. I'm like, okay. A car show at a funeral home. Yeah, yeah it was What's weird. What's the deal with that? But I did like the reindeer. Yeah, I did the reindeer trailer, actually. They have reindeer there, too, in the back, yeah. right next to the graves. It's a weird place. Yep. My grandparents are buried there. Uh... Anyway, but first, Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep is butt eater. Um, so another resident comes out that's used to be Elvis's friend. He's the Lone Ranger. I don't know if he thinks he's the Lone Ranger because that never gets said because they probably would have had to pay copyright for saying the Lone Ranger. But he's clearly dressed like the Lone yes. Ranger. Well, they call him Tonto. Nope, no, Kimosabe. Kimosabe, right, yeah. which is not what you call. And Actually, no, uh, Tonto did call Lone Ranger Kimosabe. Kimo, but Kimosabe, I think, just means friend or something right, like that. Right, uh, right. According to all the bullshit, bad Native American depictions mm-hmm, from our childhood. Mm-hmm. So God knows what it really means. Um, yeah, Coscarelli had talked about the rights to everything being like, oh, if we would have used any of Elvis's real music or any footage from his actual movies, it would have cost over the budget of this film just in rights. Right. So exactly. Lone Ranger was in the same boat. Like, they're not going to get the they're rights. They're not going to say that. Um, so, anyways, he comes out. He's got cap guns blazing, shooting at the the mummy, and I guess he dies of a heart attack because mm-hmm. he's excited. The mummy didn't do anything to him. No, he just he he shot. He left it all out on the field. Yeah. Okay. All right. He had a, he, had a, he died of a heart attack. Yeah. Why didn't the mummy fucking suck his butt? I because, think he, dude, you only have like thirty seconds to live. Who fucking cares? Maybe he has a death radar. Where he's like, yeah, that guy's almost empty anyway. Oh, so the... the Not worth sucking on his ass. It, you... By how much time that person's got left, that's how long of time you're buying your immortality? Yeah, he's got really good 
uh, perception. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's why he doesn't kill Bruce Campbell. He's like, that guy's dick's working again. I might get poked in the eye if I go for his butt. Oh, yeah. 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 But that, you would think that that would be, like, pretty tempting because now he's got vitality. Vigor, as it were. His mojo. Huh. I don't know. He's a walking skeleton with some skin hanging off. <laughs> he's not, got fragile eyes. Not One, a great thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he would have sucked enough butts, he, you know, could have grown some skin back and, you know, been a normal human being. But and then see- went to the big city, right, and killed some hobos. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd take hobos over old people. It it seems like he's done after one butt suck, right? Like he's just like, oh, suck my butt for the night. I'm gonna wander outside ever so slowly, uh huh, so that the movie can be longer, right, right, slower. Uh- yeah, so he goes outside and warps through the wall, and Bruce is like, or Elvis is like, huh? so the next day Elvis goes out to like try to find where this mummy went, and goes down to this river where the bus, he finds remains of a crashed bus that this mummy was on when it was stolen. stolen. Oh, from yeah. the beginning of the movie? Yep. Yeah, mm. Again, it's revealed here, so the beginning is not plot relevant. It's never mm. said in that film that the mummy was mm. stolen, just that people found mummies at one point in time and were mm. like, hey, look, mummies! Put them mm. on a bus. Fucking, Put them on a bus! Fucking Geraldo's out there looking here's, up mummies. Here's the thing. You take the sarcophagus around. Uh-huh. You don't leave the mummy in it. You do. No, you don't. No, they yeah. have them in no. uh-uh. airtight chambers no. where they're... Yep. No, 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 not back in the day, not back in the 30s oh. when they found a, a lot of the sarcophaguses because of the curse. You could you could take the sarcophagus out of the tomb, but you could not take the mummy out of the sarcophagus without getting the curse. They had the mummy out of the sarcophagus in this thing. In the previous archival footage. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody didn't. So he was already out. Some people, the Tutankhamun was, I think, in fact, Tutankhamun's still in his. They they do the scans uh, through the machine, uh, like the things you'd get at the airport. And they're like, hey, look, we can see what Tutankhamun looks like through a sarcophagus because we don't want to open it up because it's a historical artifact and it's also someone's grave. No, they pull them out of there and they do DNA tests and shit. And shove stuff up their yep, butts. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. like, a little stick and then walk them around. Hi, yep. I'm tooting coming. <laughs> I'm not tooting anymore. There's a stick in my butt. <laughs> I'm only 16 and I'm done. Yeah. And then they pull my brains through my yeah. nose. Isn't this hilarious? Where's my sandwich? Yeah. Um, yeah. Too soon? No, they're horrible. <laughs> you don't fuck with people's graves, dude. It's a bad well, thing. It's all you got to the science. Yeah. Uh. I don't like it. Um, anyways, so this mummy crashed in a river, and I guess water gave it the just ability to suck butts? Being out of the box, I guess, because he was cursed to be in the box, not you get cursed if you take him out because he was a good guy. Okay. He was the bad guy. Okay. This is where JFK goes to the library, right? Right. right. And then he, decide, he finds out that this guy was the bad guy and that the curse kept him in there, but once he's out, he can be evil again. And that maybe oh. fire is going to work. Oh, okay. That's right. a brief synopsis of this next conversation between Elvis and JFK. Right. So they determine that they're going to team up and kill this motherfucking brain-eating zombie with a flamethrower. Yeah. And then in the next scene, it's a phone call where they just regurgitate the exact sentiment of this scene, uh-huh. which says, let's go get that son of a bitch. Like, you just did this right. in the last scene. Yeah. Right. But JFK now has a red phone. 
Right, right. Uh, so they go out to the park at night. They stay up all, all day and go out to the park at night when the mummy's doing his business. and uh, Which is walking slower than the fucking kid from right, Birdemic. Right, right. After some Batman shenanigans where he disappears and then appears over there and nobody can see him, uh, he attacks Elvis and they get into some pretty good fisticuffs. And uh, JFK goes after him and gets knocked out of his powered there's wheelchair. Some nonsense here. So, like, there's a little bit of fisticuffs. Then they get him cornered, sort mm-hmm. of. They're on either side right, of him. So right. he's like, oh, I'm going to walk away. And he does. And right. They can't catch him, I guess. And J- JFK gets knocked out of his yeah. chair and he's about to suck his butt. And But he's going for his mouth. Right. Yeah. So he's like, I guess I'll just do this because it's easy and I'm tired. I don't have to take his pants off. Right. I'm really hungry. Um, well, Elvis has gotten into JFK's wheelchair and essentially mows the mummy down with that after yeah. lighting him on fire. But I guess the lighting him on fire thing didn't really work. It worked. Okay. No, it didn't work this time. This time. Because well, he lights didn't get his, his head. on fire, and then he just kind of lays down a bit, and the fire goes out. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't burn him enough. Huh. And then JFK dies from falling down. I think he got his, I think he got sucked a little. Well, but he's going to make it with his soul intact. Yeah. Then he didn't get sucked a little. No. Because he's still alive. Whole, yeah. No. no, he's fine. Why did but he die he died. Then? He just died. Of action? Of laying over here. Yeah, he died from laying over there. Oh. He's also in the wheelchair is just sort of a left field thing because he's getting around just fine for the better part of the movie. Right. The other thing that sucks about the wheelchair is that it goes too fast at its slowest setting uh-huh. so that Bruce Campbell has to like hustle with a walker, which looks like shit. Right. And he can't do anything about it because he has to stay in the shot. Right. Anyways, he gets on this fucking wheelchair, mows the mummy down. They both go tumbling down to the river. This doesn't cut together at all. No. It just doesn't cut together. It doesn't. Uh, and Elvis gets a punctured lung from a snapped rib, I'm guessing. And he's bleeding I, I thought that was a skeleton finger. Finger. Why did he just poke through? I thought it was a, <laughs> I thought it was a stick. Like he just landed on a stick, and it was a really good stick, and it stuck all the way through him. Yeah, either way, he's uh, he's got a hole in him. Yeah. Uh, so he lights the mummy's ass on fire again. But this time it works. But this time it works, even though it seems like he's about the same amount on fire as before. But all the souls fly out of him. Which means that they weren't consumed at all because there's an explanation about this mummy who was, eats souls and then crap. Well, all that's left is the poops. He poops out soul crap. But apparently not because they're still in they're there. They're just hanging out there. So everybody's okay. I guess. But uh, it seems like only about like even four that, souls. Even old lady. Yeah. Only like four souls fly out of there. So he's not been doing this for very fucking long. And even though the movie's telling us that he's been doing this for quite a while. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. No. And then Elvis fucking and, dies. Well, the sky tells him thanks first. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. There's been some really weird. There's some real weird. It was called Shake was the Mac version of After Effects. And I'm going to accuse them of using Shake instead of After Effects. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some real weird post-production things that they do all the way through this thing. They gave the bugs some weird post-production wings after they right. gave it real wings. Right. And then they do these like. Uh, hieroglyphic rock 3D animations. Subtitles, yeah. With then subtitles to translate them, and the characters in the movie can read both? Uh-huh. Well, the mummy does call him a shit ass. Right, but, but Elvis has, doesn't speak Egyptian. He Nor can... But he's seeing 
a floating post-production effect or whatever, so he has to see the subtitles as well. I guess. And then the sky tells him thank you with stars in the shape of hieroglyphics, but the stars give him subtitles, and he responds directly to them so that he can see Goddamn right, all the as well. subtitles. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, and that's the movie. 56 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. It is low on content. They stretch every shot to the maximum limit. Right. Without stretching. 32 minutes. 32 minutes of movie is what this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice short. It's slim. We're going to talk about disappointments now. Uh, uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I walk in because we all apparently wanted a little bit different things. Mm hmm. Uh, it's billed as a an adventure between Elvis and Black JFK mm-hmm. on the poster. Adventure being the keyword, and it's got Bruce Campbell. There, everyone uh, I'm hearing clamoring that this is the best anybody's done of Elvis on film. Right. I go to the theater. All I really want is a movie that lets Bruce Campbell do his thing you want, for about 90 minutes. You want Ash is what you want. It doesn't have to be Ash. It just has to be him getting to do what he wants, and that was not what I got. No. Uh, I expected, I'd never seen this before, never seen the movie Billing Ray. I saw the movie poster as we were loading it up, and it opens up on that 1920s scene, and I thought that Elvis was going to be- become King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> and have to battle a mummy. Okay. And right. so kind of, you we kind were of, going to Egypt at some point. You yeah. kind of think it's like the mummy with Brendan Fraser a little. Right. Yeah. And that, sort of that, feel. That he's a younger Elvis, uh-huh. right? Right. Um, Not old fucking retired guy. Mm-hmm. So I kept waiting for them to be like flashback to Egypt and that these scarabs are here to get their revenge. Right. And nope. Nope. Yeah, I want it to be like i said i i want it to be ash i mean he's bruce campbell fighting an undead monster that's pretty similar to the other thing that he's very well known for and you know even if if i do the whole elvis thing cool that's fine i'm not asking for ash i'm asking for that type of yeah hail to the king baby yeah give Uh, me 110 percent bruce campbell yeah how about some sugar honey um and well, he does say, don't mess with the king. Yeah, but the one-liners are kind of generic. and Half, half of them are afterthoughts in post-production. Right. And the action's pretty mellow. And at the end of the day, it's kind of pointless. Like, the action, this whole mummy thing is a distraction from the film. Yeah. Pick one. Which is it? Is it a fucking ash movie or is it a the piece on how the forgotten old folks yeah and you had read i think you said that he kind of goes on a little bit about when he was in the movie but you can tell like he has scenes where he's crying real tears mm-hmm. he's doing elvis every time he's giving it his all these things are cut short probably because of production right issues and this has got to be tragic if you're him, because I bet he worked his ass off yeah, to do Elvis. he's very proud of the work that he did. It, I mean, that's the crystal clear that, that that when this was released, 
you either loved it or you hate it, but either way, a lot of the time was misunderstood from what he wanted it to be, what his, his ob- yeah. object of this whole film was. And he clearly, he states like he's very proud of the work that he did in that film, whether, whether the film was any good or not, that's his favorite yeah. thing that he's ever done. And I can just see these twinklings and these little shinings of him knocking it out of the park as Elvis and that most of what he was doing after or supplementing these just didn't make it into the final cut. Yeah. 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 It seems that way. Yeah. It's uh, when you and I went to the theater and we're expecting it to be awesome. Yeah. And we walked out going, what? I didn't like that in any fucking way. Didn't like it in any fucking way. Um, so we'll table that talk for just a moment. Sure. I want to ask a question. Are they who they say they are? Are they Elvis and JFK? Or do they or do they just nuts? They are because of the candy stash and the blue carpet. He's actually JFK. And because the sky tells him thank you, he's actually Elvis. Or did the sky tell him thank you because he killed a fucking bad guy? Why would the sky tell him thank you? Because, hey, Elvis, thanks. Thanks for those hot tracks. Because both of those things are just a small amount of the magic is real, so I guess they are real. Yeah. Well, and I also think that Elvis is real because the character anyway in this movie because he's got Elvis's rings from the beginning, mm-hmm. even in the flashbacks, and he's got the same rings on the entire time. Yeah, him him being actually Elvis, you get, you get actually a backstory how it happened, yeah. even though it may or may not exist in his mind or not if you want to be the... Uh, the skeptic here um but he's got a pretty established plausible backstory of how he's elvis and not dead on the toilet um but jfk the the dyed his skin black to yeah with the it's pretty conspiracy theorist when his brains in the white house still and or he's got sand in his skull instead of a brain yeah but he's got a scar where he says that's where they put the sand in yep is he JFK and it can't be just symbolic because he's got candy. I got candy. I'm not JFK. I got blue carpet. I'm not JFK. Well, the red phone, the blue carpet, yeah. the drawer full of candy, yeah, the want, scar he, on the back of his head. He could have purchased all that stuff. I'm going to say he is. I think he is too. I think he is too. Because if the movie, if we don't question the fucking mummy stealing souls, then we shouldn't be goddamn questioning whether they're JFK and yeah. Elvis or not. If that if that magic's real, all the all magic's, the magic's real. real. Yeah, that fucking bummer for JFK. And the off-screen thing we didn't see is the niece was Maria Shriver. Maria! <laughs> no! <laughs> don't go to the library again! Uh, Jackie, I questions? Wanted, I want to know where the mummy got the cowboy hat and the fedora. Why That's my question. Why is he Bubba Hotep? Why is he dressed like a cowboy? Yeah. Why? Where did he get that stuff? Did... Did he steal it from one of the previous residents that he sucked their ass? Maybe the bus crashed and he's like, well, I can't go out there naked, so I'll steal this bandit gear from the, the guys we're wearing that stole me. They were dressed as cowboy bandits? They're bandits. That's the best no, I they were do. Deles- they were dressed as delivery drivers. He stole that shit from the old people. Why would the old people have a getup like that? The one does. Yeah, the Lone Ranger guy, he does. There's not two people that think that they're fucking... Los, los uh, banditos, because this guy yeah. is dressed as a bad bandit. He's got flames on his fucking neckerchief or whatever, his burned off poncho, and a fucking black villain's hat and black boots. He's got spurs. And spurs. 
I'm just saying that, you know, you pick and choose what you want from these old people and you just fucking take it. What are they going to do about it? You're going to suck the life out of their asshole anyway. You might as well get something for your time. And like the film tells us, he's called Baba Hotep because there's, oh, let's talk about those things at the beginning. There's Uh, definitions at the beginning, which uh, is always a bad sign. Baba is essentially a redneck and Hotep is a king, so he's the redneck king but he's not dressed like a redneck no. he's dressed like a well-to-do villain he's dressed like fucking uh he's dressed like a TV- charlie bronson in once upon a time in the west yeah he's dressed like a tv cowboy yeah yeah it like he's gonna make- fight bat masterson and his boots are nice yeah he's, these aren't this isn't cheap redneck gear i don't get it why is, is he baba hotel and then the candy thing like how much of him got left on the cutting room floor underexposed or whatever didn't get shot maybe like <sighs> yeah i don't know that's the best i got is he stole the clothes from the people that he was stolen from because they were also bad guys i guess yeah mm. so i think he ordered it from amazon <laughs> <laughs> yeah he snuck in there one night and he's like ooh, a bad bandit outfit like he thinks that it's an outfit, but it's really just a Halloween costume that he's ordered from online. Well, he went there to see if Amazon sells souls so he could just order them and get two days. He doesn't have to suck any ass, but it turns out they don't. So he was like, well, that's a nice outfit. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, the search history was up and he's like, oh, I like those boots. Click, click, click. Right. right. And then somebody's credit card got cho- got charged. Right. Amazon uh-huh. delivers it. He's like waiting by the bushes, runs over there and steals the box. <laughs> Fucking package thief. No, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, he's going to make it away, too, with his incredibly slow walking speed. <laughs> Why does he walk so slow? I mean, that's... Ee. What the? What is this movie about? Well, we know what it's failed to be about. It's it, To me, pick one and again, and I think the stronger story is the forgotten people in the old folks home. yeah but then if you're gonna tell that you know what would be really distracting if there's a mini adventure with elvis and black jfk fighting a mummy right and somebody riding on the crapper like you're 20 years old yeah i have no problem with elvis and jfk teaming up to be you know they find a, a relationship that's a quirky thing on say the shawshank redemption yeah uh but, but you can't stuff a zany adventure inside of a movie where you're trying to make commentary about how Nobody gives a fuck about these people. And even if Elvis can't be treated properly, then think about your poor dear Graham Graham in there yeah. and go visit your fucking goddamn Graham Graham in the old folks home. My dad died in a goddamn old folks home and it fucking pisses me off and it's a fucking sore subject. And you want it, you want to bring that up yeah. and then, and then fucking, uh, 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 muddy it down with a fucking mummy adventure. no, no. Fuck you. Make it, it about the old people. It doesn't even dilute it. It destroys it. Yeah. That's the thing. Is yeah, they need, forget about it. You can't. There's not two things that work less well together than the two parts that tried to get shuffled into one deck of this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And people fucking love it. There's you go down Am- or you go down IMDb and the user reviews. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I couldn't find one review lower than an 8 out yeah. of 10. That's nuts. What are they seeing that we aren't? Because everything that they're praising is what I don't like. Yeah. What I think ruins this movie. It's confused, and it doesn't give anybody anything they actually want. I think there's a lot of people that just want it to be good because Bruce Campbell. They, they're w- trying to will it. Yeah, but I like Bruce Campbell so much that I hate this. Right. 
Right. I thought he did an excellent job in this yeah, film. Don't oh, get me great. wrong. He's great. He nailed it, but... I think Ozzy Davis is fun. I, I think that the movie itself, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to give it a do not. I, I did not enjoy it. I have no problem with that. Um, I thought it was slow. Mm-hmm. I thought that the jokes fell flat. Right. Um, there shouldn't be jokes at all if you're making one movie. Yeah. Right. About I mean, old people. Right. About old people being in this terrible situation. But on the same hand, we're trying to have a monster movie mm-hmm. with high school toilet humor. Right. And it just doesn't work. It doesn't. So I'm going to give it a do not. I, I'd i pass on it. Okay. Sam? I was exactly right. I remembered it, it exactly as I thought, and I just don't like it. Yeah. I do not like this movie, and it doesn't work. Uh, I didn't remember how low on content it was. I, ju- I just, you know, look at this fucking page. There's there's nothing here. I have more on the history than I do on the actual right. notes. Um, but and yeah. There's not much history to it. It's really other than Don Coscarelli got into really budget stuff, and then I think his dad might have gone in or died right before this. Because yeah. he was really heartfelt when he's talking in one of the featurettes about like the story that needed to be told about mm-hmm. these old folks' homes. And the whole time I'm watching that, because I got this on DVD to make sure I hated it, and I did, and I wanted to find out what happened, so watch the special features. And it's like, yeah, that's a movie that you should have made, and this is a movie that you should have made. Somebody you- somebody should still make that movie. That yeah. is sitting out there, and nobody has done it. That yeah. ne- that story needs to be told. But he didn't. He essentially made neither of the films by right. doing this. Right, right. Yeah, I also got to give it a don't. Um, this was supposed to be a bad movie debunked episode. Guess what? It ain't. This no, movie bad. stinks. Um, it's choppy, it's cut poorly, it's got every element that I can't stand in this era of film, uh, it's poorly produced, uh, poorly directed, poorly paced, low on content, and doesn't work with itself. The only thing, the only thing I can say is, hey, if you want to see everything that Bruce Campbell's ever done, this, then yeah, it's, you gotta do it, but don't. And it's almost as good as in that alien invasion one that right. was so bad. Right. That's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a major seven point one on IMDB. Seven point one. That's insane. Yep, you can say it's good all you want. It won't make it never, any better. It's never nope. gonna get there, guys. Uh, let's move on. We got some streaming do's and don'ts to talk about. Hopefully one of these are not a piece of shit. Starting with on stars, Vin Diesel in knock around, guys. What a stupid fucking name for a movie. Yep, did not understand why they called it that. We're the knockaround guys. It's a it's like a fucking uh the, mafia, it's a, uh, you know, yeah. shitty godfather movie about the sons of actual gangsters who know shit and yeah. how to do mafia stuff, but these guys are kind of doofuses. So they got some really believable guys that you would think were in the mafia like John Malkovich and Barry Pepper. Right. And fucking Dennis Hopper. Yeah. I at least believe Dennis Hopper. Is a mafia guy? I believe Dennis Hopper is whatever. Oh, I don't know about that. He could be half Irish. I believe him. Yeah. Uh, but Or Irish mafia or something. But like Barry Pepper with shoe polish in his hair. Uh-huh. And John Malkovich being, being tough. John Malkovich. Oh, like not, not being John Malkovich. I don't yeah. like John Malkovich. He stinks. He stinks. There's, like, there, you never, never apologize or never say that in a tone like you're in some like island on your own. Like, look at me. I'm I'm unique. No, he fucking sucks, Jackie. He fucking sucks. He's OK in the movie that's about him being in his own butt. Right. 
<laughs> oh, I never watched that because I'm like, oh my god, double John Malkovich. Hell no. Oh, yeah, you should watch being John Malkovich. Yeah, That's it's pretty actually fun. it's pretty good. Um, but that like he's got the same charm as uh, what's his a uh, Sir fucking guy that you hate Thor's dad. Thor- well, hello, Anthony. Clarice. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Like, oh, because he talks that way, that means he's like super good at acting. No. He's an asshole. Actually, he sucks. So when we're doing Dune a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and Brad Dereef is like in the middle of all these crazy performances, right. and he doesn't know what to do, so he comes up with his own thing. Right. Where he talks slow, he's like, go to the desert. Right. Leave them there. Uh-huh. After I'm watching that again at this age, I go, John Malkovich is just doing a bad Brad Dereef Dune impression. For his entire career. For his entire career. Yeah. Whereas Brad Dereef does other stuff in every other movie. Yeah, dude. That mm. Range on a Brad Dereef. That's, that's a big range. Range on John Malkovich. Pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie a do not. I was bored. Dude, Knock Around Guy sucks. It was awful. <laughs> it's so stupid, too. It's It manages to be dumber than its name, which was taking some doing. Like, you... We like stupid movies. Yeah. But it's not... When you have stupid characters, when the characters are stupid and you're like, oh my fucking God, you're so dumb. That's hard to watch. Yeah. And these four nutsacks are just the biggest dum-dums. Like the whole movie could have been prevented many, many times by one person not. It's the idiot plot. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are idiots. Don't. Plus the just the whole the crew. Right. One of the other mafia kids is Seth Green? Right. What? <laughs> Seth Green, he's such a fuck up that he's a licensed pilot? Right. What? Who has yeah. a cocaine habit? Right. I don't get any of it. I don't know. No, do not on uh, knock around, guys. Uh, we're going to talk briefly about this one, very briefly, um, because this is a future episode. Um I also want to mention that uh, in our sixth year, I've got uh, I'm going to do some announcements in this season of Stinker Madness. We're going to be doing episodes on Steel Justice from me and um, God damn it. A movie I, f- I already forgot. Oh, uh, the Concord Airport 79 the Airport 79 uh, episode yeah. coming up and uh, gas gas. Jack, if a uh, Roger Corman movie from the 70s and particularly we're going to briefly talk about right now black dog starring fucking patrick swayze on stars um don't want to get any of the plot stuff no randy travis is in it randy travis is in it um but uh this will be a very big episode for us this has got everything for me everything yeah this is a button pusher for you yeah boy oh boy howdy um, so go watch Black Dog. It's a do from all of us, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was fucking rad as shit. <laughs> it was super dumb. rad. Meatloaf is oh, meatloaf. on 11. <laughs> and he, like, leaves for a while, and you forget he's in the movie, and he's like, hey, motherfuckers, I'm in this movie. You're like, oh, yeah, Meatloaf. And oh, then, God. whoa, Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's talk about another. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm never gonna pull the trigger on this. But this movie stinks. Uh, on Star, starring Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth Shue, Hollow Man. Yeah, it's a good thing we previewed this. That would have been a a bad episode because the movie is a don't and it's boring as shit. Who directed this? Wasn't it somebody big? Verhoeven? Wasn't this? Verhoeven? Yeah, it was Verhoeven. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck, man? Yeah, he doesn't usually boring, but he got it. Yeah. I think they spent too much time on that goddamn. 
human anatomy model or something. Yeah, I read about that. Um, so if you've never seen Hollow Man, Kevin Bacon is a scientist who science goes awry or, or pushes the limits too far, whatever. He's Dr. Frankenstein yeah. and turns himself into an invisible man. And there's a sequence where he injects the fluid into himself and becomes the invisible man. And his body dissolves on screen from skin to muscle tissues to blood structure to nervous system yep. to bone. And then the rest disappears. And it, it actually looks really good. It looks real good. Yeah. That computer model is still, it was sold to uh, Harvard, uh, the the medical school, and that is still the computer model they use to demo, to, to yeah. break down body structures to do live uh, uh, virtual autopsies. It's Kevin Bacon's scanned dick. Yeah, they seem to have spent... It's as large of a compu- computational sidetrack as the black hole in Interstellar. Right. Right, yeah, it's it's a I mean, it's a great model, I, and there's Wiener in this movie. Yeah, it's Kevin Bacon's cock. Yeah, I think Kevin Bacon loves his dick because it's out in like five movies. Maybe Kevin Bacon is LBJ. <gasps> They're in a secret dick showing club. Ooh, dick showing club. Yeah, you get. Did you points. bring your card? No, but my Wiener's out. Here's <laughs> <laughs> five points. <laughs> five points. Yeah, you get. But you get points, right? And the the guy at the end of the year who gets to be the wiener shower of the year who gets to stand up on stage with his pants down and just stand there and model his wiener for the entire congregation. Three thousand points for Gary. So he's just standing on a stage with one of those triangle sweaters, but no pants. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally Pooh Bear in it. And and this this year's uh, Dick showing. A man of the year is, and then everybody claps, and then you go up there and just drop trout, stand on the podium. And Kevin Bacon's in the side like, God, they skip me every year. Mm-hmm. I never win this, and I try so hard. I'm, my cock is in movies. He's got one of those heat packs under his balls to get everything <laughs> flowing good, so it's a nice show for everybody, and gets gets the Bill Murray Oscar uh, pass once again. Uh, the one thing I will give uh, Hollow Man uh, credit where credit's due is it is uncomfortable. Kevin Bacon's character is icky. He's icky. He makes me feel gross to be associated with man in any way, to have a cock and balls. Um, but he's a rapist. He's a rapist, and it's it's pretty tough to view when he goes down the bad guy route by being yeah. invisible. Um, he's tough so it to, does that right. He He's just a slimy cocksucker, though, before he goes all the way yeah, villain. So it's like right. he is uncomfortable 100% all the way through. Yeah, but when he starts being bad, boy, is it, ugh, I don't feel good right now. No. Because, you know, uh, invisibility is a pretty sweet superpower. You know, I'd like to be in, able to turn myself invisible and not invisible. I just go on trips all the time. I just sneak onto planes, sit in the empty seat. Just- I'm in Hawaii. Ha ha ha. Weekly, I would go someplace. Yeah, you could just walk into banks. But the problem is, is that flying money walks out of the bank. Right, right, right. And you're walking everywhere naked. You could get pretty Barefoot. Chilly. You're going to yeah, step barefoot. on stuff. Yeah, maybe the invisibility is not that awesome. No. If, yeah. I'd still take advantage of it, though. Better but than- I wouldn't steal, like, bank money or anything like that because nobody's sitting in that seat. Nobody's sitting in that plane Your seat. feet would probably get used to the pavement. Yeah, right. I'm not really hurting anybody by taking an empty seat other than the airport's out, you know, five 
hundred bucks under this under the the crack stank that you're giving that seat. Ooh, like, sitting yeah. in a plain oh, seat man. naked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gross. That, okay, that is a that's moral a crime. crime too far. That's a crime against humanity yeah. right there. Ugh. Okay, no invisibility. I'm out. I can't use it without being a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so three don'ts on Hollow Man from us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that no, okay. wasn't very good. Uh, last but not least, uh, on Amazon Prime, The Sisterhood. Now, if you guys need a little refresher on the sisterhood, because this is a pretty unknown uh, film, it's uh, post-apocalyptic ladies in the future team up to kill a bunch of guys. They have magic, too. Yeah. And horses. They're like mutants. They have like they don't know what their awakened power is Mm -hmm. until they get to like 14 or something. Right. One of them is a Bond girl. She was in uh, I can't remember which one, but she's. A Bond girl. Uh, I think it was for your eyes only. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to give it a don't. You didn't like The Sisterhood, huh? I thought The Sisterhood I, was okay. I couldn't even watch it. But, well, you don't like PA movies, but you do like ladies teaming up to kick ass. Yeah, but I it's totally forgettable. Like, I am complete. I, I it's can pretty remember conventional, and it's part of the beginning yeah. of it, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it because I digged that they had superpowers, but everything else was really conventional PA lady team up and kick a bunch of guys ass uh, movie. But they had these unique superpowers yeah. that were why the men wanted to capture them was to exploit their yeah. superpowers, not to not to be barbarians and rape them. They were probably going to do that, too. But uh, they mostly wanted them to, to exploit their their usefulness. I this, thought that was an interesting. Yeah, that thing. was interesting. If you watch a lot of PA movies, you've seen every one of these cars 10 or mm-hmm. 15 times. Right, same locations. Uh, it's also notable as being the only other Chuck Wagner movie besides America 3000. Right, and his hair is fan-fucking-tastic. How is Robert Wagner a thing and yeah. Chuck Wagner not a thing? Right. That makes no it sense makes to me. It makes no sense. That guy's hair was... Amazing! It's Dunning. amazing. He's an amazing looking man. Yeah, he's a handsome dude for sure. Uh, he's, he's got the he's, he's got, got that a radio voice too, yeah, which is really like, how are you not a thing? Yeah, and he didn't stink in this. I mean, he, you know, the he's movies. Chuck Wagner. Yeah, he's Chuck Wagner, but um, he's got that beard too that yeah. I can't grow. Like that really thick, perfectly all le- the same mm-hmm. length, not a stray hair straggling all. It's like it's like He Man's loincloth. On his face. He has divine hair all over. I guess his ball hair is probably, probably like great. perfectly straight. Yeah. Like, that's not even gross. And every ball hair is gross. Right. Like, he braids it. Like, it's like his Padawan thing. Like, yeah. That's yeah. how good my nutsack Like, hair is. instead of, Russ, like, if you get a hair in your food at your restaurant, it's like a bad thing. But there's certain restaurants that, like, instead of bean sprouts, just have Chuck Wagner's ball hair on the sandwich intentionally. Uh, waiter, can you take my soup back? Why? Is there a hair in it? No. Go get one. Go get Chuck <laughs> Wagner's ball hair and put it in here. Uh, I liked The Sisterhood. I thought it was interesting. It's not great. It's a pretty conventional PA movie, but I thought it was fine. The magic puts it over the... Cause it, it, it stands above the crowd because of the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chuck Wagner. Yeah, and Chuck but it's Wagner. still like... It's a do. It's just barely passable PA film. Yeah, and especially if you don't like PA films like Jackie does, then don't. Yeah. There's nothing there. It's the same. It's not American 3. Fucking 15 cars yeah. you've seen. Doing Brody's in the in the quarry again. Right. Here they go. Yeah. Yeah, boring. Um. All right, so that's our show this week. Sam, uh, what are we doing next week? 
Uh, this is a year in review from year three that I'm finally yeah. now picking. Right. Okay, I was supposed cool. to pick this like 30 times <laughs> and it's not coming at you. Oh, hey. <laughs> or Cemetery Man. <laughs> right. Or some of these other ones I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's Men at War with Dolph Lundgren. Men of War. Men of War. Yeah, with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I can't remember anything. There's somebody else in, else in it. Yeah. The, oh, the uh, the Australian bad guy. Oh. He's in some... Uh, Jacko? <laughs> no, he's not Jacko. Jacko, nice. Yeah. No, he's in Yahoo some... Yahoo Serious? He, no, but that would be sweet. Oh, Yahoo Serious. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Men of War is on uh, Prime right now, so uh, check it out. I highly recommend it. It will be a fun episode for sure. Um, enjoy your week, guys, and get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening, and get to the chopper.